This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Good morning and welcome to Blood Red as we bring you the release of Liverpool's Premier League fixtures for the coming season. I'm Guy Clark, our Blood Red writer Matt Addison is here with me as we talk you through the Reds' key dates to put in the diary from derbies to expected title showdowns as well as the first and last six of the campaign. Matt, the wait's over. We know Liverpool are going to play everyone twice in the Premier League this season but what are your thoughts initially of the ordering of the games? Yeah, I think uh, it's come out okay for Liverpool, we'll put it that way. I think the uh, the sort of key dates, my initial thoughts really on terms of uh, of all of them is that the key dates are, are spread out really in terms of the big games and, and that sort of thing. It it looks okay for Liverpool. We're going to go through obviously all of the key dates. We're going to look at AFCON and, and all of those sorts of things. But I think when you look at, at the, the sort of first five, the last five, that sort of thing, it's not too bad for Liverpool, I don't think. I mean... Obviously, Liverpool have got a history of playing Norwich on the first game of the season a couple of, of years back and obviously went on and, and had a pretty good season that season. So I think that's a, a decent one to start. Obviously, it's a, away from home. It's a, a fairly lengthy trip and I'm sure Norwich will be up for it being back in the Premier League. But I think, you know, other than Chelsea and, and possibly Leeds away is, is a fairly difficult one. But I think of those first six, I don't think Liverpool can have too many complaints, to be honest. No, let's take a look at yeah the the first six games for Liverpool. So starting away the weekend of the fourteenth of August is when it all gets underway. Norwich City away. Matt referencing two seasons ago, opening the season against Norwich that time at Anfield. Of course, Liverpool went on to win their first Premier League title. So they start away at Carrow Road, then Burnley come to Anfield, followed by Chelsea. That's the weekend of the. 28th of August, so an early meeting between what will be two of the title favourites at Anfield in that one. Then a trip to Ellen Road on what is deemed to be after the first international break, the 11th of September, Leeds United away. Then Crystal Palace at home and Brentford away. So in terms of all of that, as we say, Matt, there are going to be a couple of tricky ones in particular. I think of those first six, the two that leap off the page to me are Chelsea and Leeds United. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Liverpool always seem to play Chelsea fairly early on. They did so last season. They've done it a couple of times, I think. So that's obviously going to be a tough one. But I think if you are Liverpool and and you're looking at those, you can't have a huge amount of complaints, really. I think last season, I think particularly last season, possibly this season as well, depending on what they do in in terms of of the manager and, and that sort of thing, in terms of settling into the new season, it was probably beneficial for Liverpool to play Chelsea fairly early on before they settled in and, and got used to playing with each other. So that's possibly not a, a bad one. Leeds is always going to be a difficult one. But again, you know, you'd expect Liverpool to be able to to do that if they're fit and, and firing both teams are, are at their best. Liverpool do come out on top in that one. So, yeah, two kind of difficult fixtures in there. But I think, you know, generally speaking, you do have to play everyone twice, of course. And I think if, if you can get sort of five, six wins out of that first six, it, it really does put Liverpool in a perfect position because seventh match of the season is Manchester City. And I think if Liverpool can get a real good run together to begin, go into that City game on a high, possibly beat them, it, it just puts them in a real good position for the rest of the season. And again, referencing that season when they played Norwich and, and went on to win the league, that was the crucial thing, getting those wins early doors, getting into a bit of a, a rhythm and a roll. And sort of establishing a bit of a a lead over Manchester City. I think it was November that season that they beat Manchester City 3-1 at Anfield. I think, you know, if you could look to do something similar next season in terms of just getting a bit of a run, getting into that rhythm and 
you know, you, you don't have to win every game, but if you can get yourself into a position where you've got a bit of a lead early on, I think that's something that, particularly with Liverpool, that can always be a, a big thing, a big factor for them to be able to get into a bit of rhythm, a bit of form, and just sort of ride that wave, really, hoping, hoping to, to sort of establish themselves further down the line in the rest of the season. Yeah, definitely. Over the last three seasons or so, it has been contended between Liverpool and Man City, hasn't it? I think Chelsea might complicate that this coming season and maybe make it somewhat of a three-horse race. But looking at it, I find it fascinating that the first six games, then the seventh is Manchester City at Anfield. But then the last six, just before them, the seventh to last game of the season is a trip to the Etihad before Liverpool then have Aston Villa away, Everton at home, Newcastle United away, Tottenham at home, Southampton away and Wolves at home. So we've got the last six there. But as I say, I find it fascinating, Matt, how these sort of first six and last six are both bookended with a trip of Man City to Anfield and then a trip to the Etihad to take them on. Yeah, I think you're spot on in, in terms of Chelsea. I think they will complicate things. I think depending on what Manchester United do, they could be in there as well. But I think Manchester City is the one that you are going to look at and, and try and sort of see when those games are, when they fit in, who the games are around them. And looking at that running, it, it's not the easiest of run-ins for Liverpool. I think, you know, Aston Villa are always a, a difficult team, particularly if they can keep hold of Jack Grealish. Everton, obviously, have caused Liverpool problems in terms of, you know, nicking draws and, and things like that and frustrating Liverpool at times. Obviously, last season was was slightly different in that, you know, the, there was no fans and they managed to, to win at Anfield. But uh, I think in, in terms of those fixtures, you are looking at it and thinking if it came to it and if Liverpool had to win, let's say, five out of the last six, you wouldn't bet against them. It, it's not the worst run in the world. There's not you know too many massive, massive games in there. Obviously, still some tricky fixtures. But again, it, it's not the worst thing in the world. And Manchester City... Away, you are sort of looking at that seven games from the end of the season. I'm sure it will feel very different if you know the, the two teams are neck and neck, but that's pretty close to the end of the season. There's not too many matches after that. Well, only six league matches after that. You are kind of looking at that Manchester City away match and kind of marking that down in your diary as one that potentially could hopefully be a, a title decider or something like that. You hope that Liverpool are back at the very top of, of that table and Obviously, you know, difficult fixtures to come after that Manchester City one, as we can see on the screen at the moment. But I think if Liverpool can get themselves into a position where they have to, to sort of get certain points from, from certain matches, those are not the worst fixtures in the world, particularly to finish at home as well, I think is is a nice one. It's always important, I think. If, uh, if Liverpool had to get something on that final day, I think you'd expect them to be able to do that. Yeah, we've spoken about games with Man City in terms of dates for the diary. 2nd of October, the home game with Man City. 9th of April, the away game at the Etihad with Manchester City. Other big games to keep an eye on. Obviously, we saw Everton popping up there. The Merseyside derbies are penciled in for the 30th of November away from home and the uh, 23rd of April, as we saw then, when they come to Anfield. So those are the two dates for the Merseyside derby. As for Manchester United, 23rd of October, a visit to Old Trafford. 19th of March, they head to Anfield. Of course, all of these are subject to change due to being picked by broadcasters, so they may not be on those specific dates, but it will be that weekend in which these games are going to be played. And whilst we talk about the other sides that Liverpool will be keeping an eye on and those key dates for the diary, let's have a look at Man City as well, Matt, and just have a chat through them. Their first six, of course, before they head to Anfield. Tottenham away, Norwich at home, Arsenal at home, 
Leicester City away, Southampton at home and Chelsea away. So they've not got an easy start to the season. Tottenham, Arsenal and Chelsea all to play before heading to Anfield. Now, I suppose it's one of those, you can look at it two ways, can't you? That they've not got a very nice start to the season or it'll be a chance for them to have some real strong opposition to test themselves against before coming to Anfield. Yeah, absolutely. I think if you're Liverpool, you've got to look at that and, and hope that, you know, maybe Tottenham is is maybe not the worst fixture for, for Manchester City. I think they've got a pretty decent record against them, but maybe, you know, a Leicester or a Chelsea particularly um, could sort of do something and, and give Liverpool a bit of a buffer. Obviously, it's up to Liverpool to do their own job and make sure that they win their own six fixtures in that period of time. But Manchester City's first six, I think, is is really interesting. It, there's, there's not too many there that you would say are absolutely a given. I think Norwich City at home, you'd expect Manchester City to be fairly comfortable in that one. But even then, you you know, you can never sort of take these things for granted, certainly. And I think if, if you look at those, certainly Manchester City, if they can get through those unscathed and they go on, you know, a bit of a, a winning run to begin with, then you are slightly fearful because I think that the matches to come after that are, are slightly more favourable. But I think, yeah, as I said before, I think if Liverpool can go into that Manchester City game on match day seven with a bit of a buffer and beat them, it does set you up for a really interesting sort of middle part of the season where Liverpool can kind of take advantage of that stranglehold that they could have. So I think, obviously, Manchester City's fixtures are more difficult than Liverpool's. But, of course, this is only on paper and Liverpool just have to to get their own job done and, and worry about themselves, really, to begin with. I know, it, as you say, it is all on paper, but if we're playing the game on paper rather than the pitch, looking at the fixtures, it, it does look as though Liverpool will need to certainly come firing out of the blocks before that game at Anfield. And also the last seven of the season, certainly for Manchester City, after the trip to the Etihad, Liverpool will want to be leaving there, I think, with a bit of a buffer, given Man City's final six are, are Wolves away, Watford at home, Leeds away, Newcastle at home, West Ham away, and Aston Villa at home, which, if you said in the first six, you're not looking at them as freebies and that they will really get those wins. I think the last six, there's more reason to consider that Manchester City really would be on the charge. Yeah, I think if Manchester City have a lead after they've played Liverpool at the Etihad, you'd really have to fancy them. I think, similar to what I said about Liverpool, you look at Liverpool's final six fixtures and you'd think that if it came to it and if they had to win all six, there's a good chance they probably would be able to. I think you could definitely, definitely say the same about Manchester City. You look at, at those and you know, Leeds away, Wolves away, potentially. We don't quite know what they're going to be like with the new manager. West Ham away, even. That could be a, a difficult fixture. Aston Villa at home, again, is not the easiest fixture in the world. They did cause Manchester City a few problems last season. But I think if it came to it and they had to win those games to win the title, I think you'd really sort of fancy them. So I think it's it's massively important if Liverpool are going to go and, and beat them to the title this season, they're going to have to, to sort of get themselves a bit of a lead, really. And I think that comes, obviously, all the way through the season. But I think if you can do that early doors, it just gives you that momentum. It, it allows you to sort of sort of cruise along and, and take advantage of, of being in front. I think we've seen that with Liverpool when they won the, the, the Premier League a couple of seasons ago. That was kind of what, what won it for them. I think the fact that they got ahead and were able to stay ahead, I think they're certainly better at doing that and, and capitalising on that rather than the other way around and, and having to, to come from behind, particularly because you could say the same for Manchester City in terms of momentum. We saw them, what was it, 18 wins in a row last season. 
you could certainly see them doing that again if they were to get into a, a little groove of, of being able to win matches. So, yeah, certainly it's important for Liverpool to, to get themselves ahead, I think, if they are going to beat them. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Yeah, albeit we did see this only just last season or this season, whatever we're, we're still calling that Liverpool being part of a, a chasing pack and getting themselves into those Champions League places. So they are certainly adept at both leading and chasing. Let's look then at the uh, Christmas period, the uh, festive uh, part of the season, of course. Boxing Day, Leeds United come to Anfield before a visit to Leicester City and then Chelsea away on the uh, on New Year's Day, the 1st of January. Looks very difficult on paper, that, Matt. The, uh, obviously, how condensed those games are. And then the uh, the sides they've got to play, Leeds, Leicester and Chelsea. Yeah, that's that's the big worry, I think, for me. Out of all of these fixtures, you kind of look at them and the bigger games are spread out. There's days between matches. Even, you know, I'm sure we'll take a look at the Champions League and, and when that sort of fits in in just a second. But I think this is, is the toughest part of, of the season for Liverpool, obviously. It's only three games. It could be worse. There could be a longer stretch there. But I think to, to play... Leeds, who are a team who obviously will try and run you off the park, then go to Leicester away and then Chelsea away on the 1st of January, all in a tight, compact period of time. I think that's going to be a real test for Liverpool. I think the fact that Leeds is at home is an advantage. I think it's always an advantage to play at home on Boxing Day rather than have to travel away. But then to have two away matches and only to have between Leeds and Leicester just a couple of days. I think that is going to be a little bit tough. I mean, obviously these fixtures could change slightly. I'm not quite sure what day of the week the 28th will be. For example, it, it might get changed for, for television and stuff like that. But certainly to, to look between the 26th and New Year's Day to have three games and, and three games of magnitude on, on the one hand, but also three teams that really will press and, and run and harry you. None of those games that are a given for Liverpool. So, yeah, I think that's a, a tough one. And Probably if you could maybe maybe win a couple of those, you'd probably take that at this stage. But uh, yeah, it's it, considering all of, of the season, 38 matches, if you're saying that a three-game period is, is the toughest period of the season for Liverpool, I think you've got to take that. Yeah, also fond memories of trips to Leicester from just a couple of years ago during the festive period. Of course, that was Boxing Day, wasn't it? The 4-0 win then. But let's look beyond that then into January. And I think a lot of scepticism before the fixtures came out for Liverpool was around that January 9th date to the 6th of February, the dates which AFCON, African Cup of Nations, is going to be played during, in which, of course, Liverpool could be without Mohamed Salah, Sadio Mane and Naby Keita. Looks as though... Liverpool may have got off lightly on that one, Matt. I think so, yeah. I mean, obviously, the uh, participation of, of both Mane and Salah and Naby Keita as well, it all depends how long these uh, nations are, are in the tournament. If you know one of the teams was to go out early, for example, you'd expect the players to be back and, and not miss all five of those games. But certainly Sadio Mane and Senegal got to the final last time. You'd imagine they'd be there or thereabouts. Mohamed Salah will always give Egypt a chance if, if he does go to, to the AFCON. So I think there's a good chance that, that they will sort of go a, a fairly long way in that tournament. But Liverpool are, are going to be more impacted by the African Cup of Nations than lots of other teams. You look at, at Manchester City, for example, I think it'll only be Riyad Mahrez who will uh, will be there for, for Algeria. They're the current holders. So again, you'd expect them to go a fairly long way. But uh, yeah, I think in terms of, of AFCON, there's no Champions League games. That doesn't come until, I think, a week or so after the African Cup of Nations finishes. So, yeah, in terms of how bad it could have been for, for AFCON, 
it's certainly not the worst thing in the world. No, and you mentioned if Mohamed Salah is to participate, of course, there is a, a big question mark over that given what looks like he could be participating in the Olympics this summer alongside the likes of Ibrahima Kanate and Takumi Minamino as well. Now that runs from the 23rd of July to the 8th of August. So we've already gone through sort of the first six games of the season, but technically it is going to be done by the time that the Premier League does start. But very much like you mentioned the last African Cup of Nations and how Sadio Mane didn't really get much of a break before playing Norwich City at Anfield on the opening day of the season. You would find it hard push to see those in Olympics participation playing in that opening game of the season. Yeah, I'm sure they'd be desperate to. I think it, it sort of depends really on sort of how pre-season goes. Liverpool will be back for pre-season on the 12th. You wonder if Mohamed Salah would take the Olympics almost as if it was his pre-season. They're not going to be the, the most strenuous of matches, I don't think, at the Olympic Games. I think it'll be an important thing if he does go to that competition. I think it'll be something that he'll be desperate to, to go and participate in. Takumi Minamino could be there as well. Obviously, it's a, a home Olympics for him. Ibrahim Akonate is an, an interesting one as well. Obviously, has been um, as a, an under-23 player, could potentially be there for France. They've qualified for it. So, one of those to, to sort of keep an eye on, I think. But yeah, crucially, the weekend of, of the Premier League starting is a week or so after the Olympics. And you know, we, we saw, obviously, with the AFCON being in the summer last time, Sadio Mane, I think he had two or three days and then he came straight back in to play against Norwich. I think it's slightly longer than that this time around. You'd imagine if it came to it and if Mohamed Salah did play at the Olympics and they went all the way to the final, of course, that he could come back before the end of the, the competition if they were knocked out or anything like that. But even if Mohamed Salah was there all the way to the final day of the Olympics, I think there's a good chance that he'd still come back and, and want to play at least a, a good part, even if he didn't start and come off the bench for, for Liverpool on that opening day. But uh, yeah, I think in terms of, of AFCON and the Olympics, it just sort of underlines really the need for Liverpool to go and get another forward option. Obviously, Diogo Jota is there. Harvey Elliott will be back. We don't know what's going to happen with Minamino, Origi, Shakiri. But I think if you've just got one more quality option to, to put into that mix, it really will help. Yeah, final one, final point to make then. We did reference earlier Champions League games. Well, obviously, we don't know who Liverpool will have in their group or exactly which dates that they are going to be playing on. But in terms of where the fixtures fall, the games after the, the group games in the Champions League matter, the moment of the, the game on the 18th of September, Crystal Palace at Anfield. 2nd of October, that game with Manchester City at Anfield as well. Also, the third Champions League group game is just before the visit to Old Trafford on the 23rd of October. Then the 6th of November's game with West Ham United follows the 4th Champions League group game, as does the home game with Southampton on the 27th of November. And the final group game is uh, followed on by the, the uh, visit of Aston Villa to Anfield on the 11th of December. So looking at that, certainly the uh, games with Manchester City at Anfield and Manchester United at Old Trafford off the back of Champions League group games doesn't look too kind. No, it doesn't. But I think you, you kind of have to wait to see First and foremost, who Liverpool are going to be playing, who the other teams, uh, Manchester City, Manchester United, who they're going to be playing in the Champions League and the order of those fixtures. I mean, if Liverpool are playing, for example, the fourth seed in their group before they play Manchester City and Manchester City are playing the second seed in their group, that could be almost an advantage in that Manchester City would be more tired, more fatigued, whatever, than Liverpool would be. Of course, it, it makes a difference whether it's home or away as well. We don't quite know the order of these matches, who they're going to be playing against and, and things like that. I think 
in an ideal world, you'd rather Manchester City came after a free week for Liverpool to give them as much preparation time as possible. But yeah, until we know the draw and that, that I think will come at the end of August after the playoffs are all completed. I think, you know, only then will we be able to, to work out whether that's a good thing or a bad thing for Liverpool. And, you know, they've got enough of a squad, I think, to, to go into a Champions League game, make a couple of changes with Manchester City in mind, because we know Manchester City and Manchester United to an extent as well have got the squads to be able to do that. And I think it's simply up to, to Liverpool to basically match them and, and do the same sort of thing. As I say, it's it's important to get another forward in, probably important to get another midfielder in as well to replace Gini Wijnaldum, I was thinking. Those two things, I think, can, can help Liverpool. If they can make a couple of changes, maybe not have as many injuries as what they had last season, I think Liverpool's squad depth certainly will look a, a lot, lot better. And for the space of two games, if they can make a couple of changes in each of those matches, I think as much as it's not ideal, it's probably not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, no, most certainly. Right, the key dates then for the diary just before we go. Manchester City head to Anfield on the 2nd of October. Following that, a couple of weeks later, three weeks later, in fact, Liverpool head to Old Trafford to take on Manchester United on the 23rd of October. 30th of November, the first Merseyside derby of the season at Goodison Park. Then flipping back round for the uh, corresponding games, 19th of March, Manchester United come to Anfield. 9th of April, Liverpool head to the Etihad and the 23rd of April, Everton come to Anfield. So for the third season in a row, Liverpool start by playing the champions of the championship as they call in on the Canaries at Carrow Road. But from myself, Guy Clark and Matt Addison, thanks for your time and your company. It's bye for now. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.